All right, everybody ready? Yes. Here we go. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and People's Choice Award winning podcast. Never gets old. Uh uh-uh. uh. Truly never gets old. Yeah, really does. <laughs> we applaud ourselves every time we hear it. <laughs> It'll be like a year from now. We're like, still us, still yeah, proud. Like, yeah, in 2020, we're going to be like, remember when we won the People's Choice Award in 2018? <laughs> yeah, it'll have to be like scrubbing in an iHeartRadio in 2018. People's Winning Choice po- podcast, yeah. Holding on. Um, we have a very special guest today. We've talked to her on the phone. Mm-hmm. Y'all will maybe recognize her voice, but she's in the studio with us today. So we have Nicole Lappin in studio. Hi. Hi. Did you guys win an award? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard anything about it? Not a big deal. <laughs> Um, you know, we just thought we got a lot of response when you were on with us last time, just people very interested in what we talked about with you just about, um, I think it was a lot about being powerful in the workplace and being able to ask for what you wanted, um, in a way that was, I don't know, like respectable. Well, yeah. I mean, it's all about like being a modern woman and being in charge of your finances and knowing what you're doing. And it's a lot, a lot of, not just women, but a lot of people don't know what they're doing. They just kind of like, it's like, you just go you know what I mean you're kind of just like going through the motions and so I think uh I really enjoyed your book that I read just because it felt like it gave me a lot of like actual useful tips to be able to use um and it's actually great that we're having you back because it's the holiday season Mm -hmm. and I feel like everybody is on a budget around the holiday season because you have gifts and then you still have rent and you still have all your like normal things that are going on on top of Mm -hmm. holiday parties and it's just like a lot so we'd like to kind of dive into that can I would like I know I definitely want to obviously I want to get into that because I think that's going to be very helpful but how did you get started in what you're like how did this all come about oh my god girl well first (laughs) of all I'm the least likely person to be a money expert (laughs) I grew up in an immigrant family super broken home I started working really early and I just needed a job and I was offered a job on the floor of the Chicago Merck I went to Northwestern and they said, do you know anything about business news or money news? And I was like, APSA. Wait, can I swear here? <laughs> yes. Yeah. APSA fucking <laughs> do I know about business news. Fake it till you make it. I totally faked it till I made it. I was, I lied and I just figured out the language of money in the school of hard knocks the hard way. And I realized that money is just a language like anything else. We just don't have a Rosetta Stone growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, we learn such crappy things like uh, how to dissect a frog or like (laughs) the Pythagorean theorem, right? Why do we need to know that? Like, why do we need to know that nonsense of geometry? Why don't we learn instead how to do a budget Mm -hmm. or how to do our taxes or business plan? I've said that from day one. I'm like, why do they not have a college course called life where they teach you about 401ks and, um, um, like medical insurance and all yeah. these things that you get thrown into and you're like, what am I doing? Like yeah. adulting. Like, yeah. It's real. That's what it's, it should be called. Adulting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so hard. I'm like, if I didn't have my mother, my mother's very savvy with like finances and yeah. things like that. I would be up ish creek. I, listen, it is a complicated language. We don't learn this in school. It sounds really scary. I am the least likely person to have figured it out. Actually, in high school, my boyfriend said he wanted to be a hedge fund manager, and I thought he wanted to be in gardening. <laughs> and he jumped like me because I can <laughs> hang out with his Wall Street friends. Wow, and fast forward a decade now. later, I think they want to hang out. You know what I'm saying? with me now so i try to who's laughing last yeah um and i realized you know it's not that complicated once you actually 
figure out how to speak the language. I think that's the most intimidating part. You know, I'll go to dinner with my girlfriends, which now that we're all part of the same girl squad, um, we will be going to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we'll talk about everything before we talk about money. We'll uh -huh. talk about bikini waxes and, you know, sexy stuff and bowel movements. Like, <laughs> we will talk about everything before yeah. we talk about money. And then I'll be, I'll say, you know, to my girlfriends, what are you making now? We're like, what's in your savings account? And it's not because, like, I'm trying to attack them or anything. It's because I want to help. Yeah. yeah. We hear so much rhetoric now to ask for more and to negotiate, but we don't actually get the tools to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's so much to, like, honestly, I'm just since you're here and I can, like, get some help. It's like yes, all I'm of a sudden, like, I get off, um, like, I have this like job where I'm making a lot of money in this like social media world and it's like I've never had to like worry about like where do I put my money how do I manage it how do I save it it's like I have no like I have my friends who know about it but aside from them I'm like I didn't take classes on this I don't know like it's like mm -hmm. you need this insurance you need this and I'm like someone help me mm -hmm. because I it's yeah and I got so you it's really cool that like I mean it's how great for your girlfriends that you're they're like let me call Nicole and she <laughs> can lead me in the right direction because it gets overwhelming a lot of the times Thank you yeah when I first wrote rich bitch I was like okay either this book is gonna do really well or it's gonna fail miserably there's gonna be no gray area here um and so many other women just like us you know my former mm -hmm. self who couldn't speak that language of money who got dumped by this dude because I couldn't you know, talk about money stuff. You know, so many of us are out there smiling and nodding and not joining the conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes yeah. when things come up in a conversation and you have no idea, no idea. what someone's yeah. talking about, you're just smiling and yeah. nodding. You're like, yep, totally. <laughs> and that comes up all the time with money topics. Mm -hmm. And I just thought there has to be a better way to break down this conversation. So I was like, okay, I'll make a book that swears and talks about money. <laughs> and there you Sneak go. Sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a lot of people. I mean, we have a lot of people on our Facebook group that, you know, it's a lot of advice on like what I feel like I'm not making as much as I should or I'm not happy in my job, but I know that I have to have a job. And it's kind of like, you know, sometimes in those areas, I don't know where to give advice or what to say because, you, you know, you don't want people to live their life miserably and doing something that they're not happy with. But it's also like you do have to make a living you do have to have money and you should be able to ask for what you think you deserve and so I think there has to be a way of doing that that's graceful and respectful to yourself and also respectful to who you're working with and for totally and by the way cutting out your morning latte is not the way to do it you know because yeah. that's so the stuff true. we live for yeah. it drove me crazy I was an anchor on CNBC and I was talking to a bunch of old rich white dudes about money and I was like okay I'm just teaching these rich dudes how to get even richer I need to talk to like women like us yeah. who want to join this conversation and all I kept hearing were these experts who said like cut out the morning latte, make your coffee in the morning, go buy a house. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> this is bananas. This is actually not the best advice. Okay, so let's break. So, okay, so we're starting a new year, 2019. Yep. It's coming mm -hmm. up in buy your latte. Sh mm -hmm. short, shortly. Um, for somebody, let's say um, they make a, they make their living and they, they're good about like their monthly budget. They have their mortgage or their rent and they know they're going to pay X, Y, Z. And they're good at kind of like doing that, but they're not so good at like saving saving and just that space like they make their payments on time and they're good with their money but they're not good at saving it what can they do yeah. come 2019 to help like 
grow their savings. Well, when you say that people get off budget even in the holidays or around the new year, first of all, I'm like, girl, do you have a budget? Like, to get off budget means you have to have one. <laughs> and that's the first step. Um, I break it down to the three E's, essentials, extras, and end game. I love alliteration. It makes it easy for me. So essentials <laughs> yeah. is like 70% of what you're making. So 70% should go to the basics. So if you, the mortgage that you mentioned, or rent, or transportation, Ooh. food, all the things you need to live on. And then 15% to the extras. So the latte, like factor that in because it's just like a regular diet. If you don't allow yourself the small indulgences, you're just going to end up binging mm -hmm. later on. And then 15% to the savings. So the end game. So the future you. So the retirement, you know, whatever does it for you. Uh, Mexico vacation. I don't care what you're saving for, but put 15% toward that. And then if you aren't good at doing it yourself, just make it automatic. And so it comes straight out of your paycheck. It goes into a special account. You can create sub-savings accounts in your bank account so you can label them, which I really like to do because it just puts a name on something. So mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like you're like, oh, more money is coming out of my paycheck. It's just mm -hmm. going into some dark abyss. You're writing, you know, whatever, that Mexico thing or my friend's wedding or my wedding or I don't know, whatever you're saving for. I'm going to fucking start a folder called my wedding. That is brilliant. <laughs> Manifestation at its best. Wow. Yeah, saving an account for the wedding. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I haven't done that yet. So that's something I haven't tried. Yeah, maybe that's that, what's yeah, going on. That that's down. what we're waiting for. <laughs> yeah. We're waiting for that new business account to be open for the wedding mm -hmm. or the savings account. Um, the man I, will come later. <laughs> you have the yeah. wedding. You have it all paid for. She has it all for. planned out, paid for. <laughs> totally. We just need the groom. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like a lot of people, you know, it's another constant we've seen, especially lately. It's like, I need a, um, like a gift for, my thing is, I have, I have four siblings. Well, five, including my brother-in-law. I have four nephews, my parents, and then I have all my amazing friends. And it's like, what, how do I decide how much I'm spending for Christmas and travel and you know like I think a lot of people are wondering how do I do we do I narrow it down to where we play like a um, secret Santa mm -hmm. to where like it's more you know budget friendly or I didn't know if you had any advice on what to do in that area well first of all it's back to that idea of writing it down because mm -hmm. when people are like I blew my budget I'm like first of all just write make a list if it's good enough for Santa Y'all, it's good <laughs> enough for us. It's like when you go into the grocery store and you don't have a list, mm -hmm. and especially when you're hungry, you just buy all the things. Yeah. So when you're going shopping, even online shopping, have a list of what you're looking for exactly so you stay on track and then have an amount that you can spend on that person and stick to it. And I say bring sexy back to giving money because you can send it through apps like Zelle or whatever, uh -huh. and you can write a note. So this is $20 for four of your favorite pumpkin spice lattes or whatever that person mm -hmm. is specifically into or for the nutcracker or, you know, something you know they like. So it becomes personalized, but it stays exactly on budget. Because if you had $20 for that person and you went into a store, you might see something for $25 yeah. or $30 or whatever. Yeah. And the temptation is crazy. And so then you blow your budget mm -hmm. and 
probably the person's not going to love that thing. Yeah. How, how many times do we read? How many bottles of wine? You know? It's or so candles true. or whatever. Yeah. So you can stay exactly on budget. I think sending money with a thoughtful, personalized note is the way to go. And studies have shown about 60% of people prefer money. And going into the new year, everybody needs money. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and what, they make it so easy now, whether you can send it through an app or a Visa gift card. Like, yeah. it's so easy to give money. And pe- no one's turning that down. No one's not using it. Right? Weirdly, now since you brought up candles, all I'm asking for for anyone is candles because I burn them all the time. And it's so easy candles. to be, you know, but in the past, I'd be like, candle like that <laughs> I opened a candle and now I'm like I, my mom goes nothing else you can't think of anything else I'm like I money. burned the yeah money or candles you yeah, choose now I'm gonna be like send it to my wedding account yeah. <laughs> Go straight. I have like a registry even before <laughs> do you remember that Carrie did that, that like, yes no she did it so... because, no okay we need to talk about that because let's talk about it um you like it's like Yes, I'm 31, so it's like I've spent a significant portion of my adult life going to other friends' bachelorettes and weddings and, like, all these things. And I've probably spent so much money on all of these things. And I'm still super single on that. And that's not, like, tit for tat. But I love that Carrie did that. I wish she had, like, a registry. She was like, I'm just going to celebrate the fact that I'm single. So here's what I want. I want a new purse, a new pair of shoes. And she just, like, made this registry and was like, here, have at it. Because she was like, what, was she 40 at the time? I'm all about it. Oh, it was amazing. I was like. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I think you bring that back. Yeah, should we? Totally. Like, so I'll do it for you. I'm 34. <laughs> I'm single. Let's start. Let's just let's do the early registry. Totally. But you got to, you got your hedge fund guy trying to get back in there. <laughs> no. Hedge fund friends. Oh, hedge fund you friends know, trying to get in there. Then I think yeah. When you're dating, revenge. is it like is it um yeah, I was is it an, this too. is it like an ought like a if they if a guy doesn't know much about like money or like if he's not good with his money is that like a turn off like you're like no thanks yes yeah because it's it's crazy how you have all these filters on you know all the apps for height and proximity and hair color eye color i don't know i don't know why you don't have a debt filter (laughs) i would like to lobby for that please because (laughs) i tell women all the time to ask for a prenup a lot of my girlfriends will say you know, he wants a prenup. I'm like, great, you should ask for a prenup because you are going to be a boss bitch in the future and you want to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Also, debt, remember when you're putting your finances together, yeah, debt is shared it. too. Yeah. yeah, so financial infidelity is one of the biggest causes of divorce. Um, fights about money is the number one cause of fights between couples. Yeah, So what's, Have okay, the what's talk. a good question for someone to ask on like if they're da- newly dating somebody? In like the first oh, yeah. month, like to what's a good question? To, yeah, not to be like, what's your you know what credit score? Yeah, what's yeah. your credit score? But like, kind I like of. that question. <laughs> really? Okay, that is bold though. We're not as bold as you, not all as bold as you to be like. So, like, so I feel like you could STD. do it. Let's just get through, get yeah, through the yeah, basics. Yeah. When was your last STD testing? Can I say and, that? And uh, what's your credit score? Yeah. That's right. But it does show how responsible you are. It shows that you're paying bills on time. Yeah. And then, you know, if you are sharing finances together, and this is a whole other podcast, but, you know, you want to make sure that your partner can get the best rate because your credit score is tied to everything you do. Like your credit card rate is not the same as your credit card Mm -hmm. rate, Mm -hmm. right? And so that all depends on what your credit score is. And so forget 
cutting out the morning lattes when people are like, oh, yeah, just make coffee at home. That's your ticket to financial freedom. No, increase your credit score and then you don't have to pay as much in interest, mm-hmm. yeah. which ultimately accumulates, especially if you're not paying it off, especially on your credit card. Yeah. You know what's something that my mom did for me when I was younger that I thank her for now? Uh, but at the time I was like, oh, like. I don't need a credit card. I'm 12 or like whatever. I can't remember how old I was, but I was young. I didn't need a credit card. And she like got me a credit card and she was like, you're going to charge just like your lunch or random things here and there on this credit card. And when the bill comes, you're going to pay it. And so I started building a good credit score. Like, I don't even know how old I was. I think it was like 15 or six. Yeah, that's great. Totally. Yeah. Because she started building my credit. She's like, I want you to start building your credit at a young age. And I was literally just, I got a credit card and was literally putting like, books for school or like just like random things on it and just like paying it off i love that and now i'm like thank you and now your future husband's gonna be like can i see your credit score you're (laughs) gonna be be so proud yeah i'm like yeah (laughs) you can but on a serious note like how when do you get into that in a relationship because you obviously don't want to get so far in and then find out that they're like hundred thousand dollars in debt you know i think you know especially when you're moving in together you have to talk about it Mm -hmm. because then you're gonna start sharing expenses so you don't want any surprises and you want to know whose name the bills are going to be under because if they're under i've seen a lot of women who i've had to help go through divorce boot camp um their name weren't on the bills um their their name wasn't on bills and so they didn't have any credit they weren't accumulating credit or the name was um, the bills were under their name and their spouse wasn't paying the bills. So they screwed their credit. Right. So you want to make sure that you have enough of the bills, utility bills, whatever, under your name and they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. So you're not screwed later on. That's one of the basic things you should talk about. I mean, it just gets more and more advanced. So when you have kids, it's right. like yeah. wills and a life insurance your eyes are like oh gosh we're it is because no it's a lot and it's also like i mean i'm at the point now where like you know i'm not just dating today like i'm dating with an end game in mind yeah, and good. so it's like i don't want to i get that there's like a difference too because i was i was dating somebody that thought i was going to marry and he had a lot of um school debt that i knew of but i was like he's smart and he knows what he's doing and he's gonna like pay that off and he's got a good career and it's gonna like you know what i mean like it's gonna have an end goal where i know that he like i don't know i could figure that out within like six months of dating him that i knew that it was like a good thing but i think it's really scary when you're going into it and i've worked really hard to like be where i am financially but i also i don't really know how to ask those questions on a date to like get a i don't want to say a good response but like i don't know how, I really know how to yeah. ask yeah well also i in you can correct me if i'm wrong but having like if you're um like you're talking about your ex and he he was like in a very specific field mm-hmm. where he had to go to that specific type of, you know, school. School. Um but and most people in that position are in debt from student loans and stuff, which is different than just having life debt. If that does that yeah. yeah. So there's so not all debt is created equal. So yeah. when you are going after your debt, I like to prioritize to pulverize my <laughs> alliteration coming back again. 
Um, so the highest interest rate first is credit card debt. And then, so I would pay that off for sure first because mm-hmm. that gets out of control and will snowball with compounding interest. Uh, then it goes your car loan if you have a car loan because a car is a depreciating asset. So you don't want to pay a bunch of interest for something that's losing value. Then if you have a mortgage and then your student debt. So they can take away your car. They can take away your house. They can take away your stuff. They can't take away your brain. So I, like you know, a lot of financial experts will say student debt is good debt. It's kind of like avocados is good debt. I get it. You don't want to gorge on avocados and right. eat guacamole all day or you'll be a fat ass. Uh-huh. So you don't want a whole boatload of debt and you ultimately want to tackle it. But it is considered like the good fat or the good debt because you're investing in yourself and yeah, your yeah. future right. earnings. I know. But wow. here's the thing. I'm, I mean, you want to be comfortable. Like, I like to show you mine if you show me yours. And so when uncomfortable conversations happen, I mean, I have whole scripts in my book about, like, having the talk with your significant other. Like, it's chill, get a glass of wine. You know, it's mm-hmm. really talking about your goals, and it's not an interrogation. So yeah. it's saying, like, what do you want to do? You know, do you want to go on vacation? You want those goals to be compatible mm-hmm. because you ultimately want to be spending on the same types of things, and you just want to know. They don't have to be exactly the same but it's more of a conversation of dreaming together yeah and so you just kind of had to yeah flip it around that it's so way funny like i'm not scared to be like when's the last time you got tested or like do you know what i mean like that doesn't scare me to have that conversation but yet i'm like i don't think i've ever asked a guy what his credit score was or what about how much he makes never never yeah that so i did a study that showed women would admit their weight versus their salary so in my books i talk about how much i make and how much i even made for my books because i thought people are going to be curious so i might mm-hmm. as well just tell them so right. i'll show you mine if you show me yours and so i think something similar happens with relationships too if you can be open and honest then you're more likely to get an open and honest response back but you have to be comfortable in your own skin before yeah Sharing. It's weird. It'd be weird for Tanya to tell a guy how much she makes on a date, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would think date, so. But like when you're moving in together. Yeah, like I guess. Moving it's... in together, yes. But wait, but the, my question is like once you're moving in together, you're pretty like solid in the sense that like, you're pretty in. It's too so, late like, to find out That's really what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, like, do you feel like that's a little too late? Well, I have a girlfriend who was like, her ba- she did not know how much her baby daddy made. I was so mad at her. I was like, you have to, have to, have to know wow. what he's making. Mm-hmm. If we're good or bad, fine. So you're already down the road when you're moving in together. Right. Like, it's just going to get more complicated. And then kids are going to happen. Yeah. And a house. And you're just more and more intertwined, intertwined yeah. with finances. I need a, do I need a will? Do I need to create a will? Mm-hmm. No, you do. Why not? <laughs> right now, if you do, you have stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, do you want to? Hey. Yeah, I know it's like a. It's not it's a like super morbid, fun but conversation it's like, to have, but like but that's like, what rich bitches do. Yeah, I, like, that's I, how we do. I just want to be able to like, <laughs> especially if you have kids. Like, if you right. have kids and you have life insurance and all the advanced Maybe directive I'll wait and all that kids. nonsense stuff. Seems premature, a little morbid to do now. <laughs> it's just like, but you know. Put your big girl undies on and you mosey on over to legal zoom and you get it done. And it feels like really empowering when you have your shit together. I almost that way. feel like I'm I'm putting something out there to be like No, something. it's not the same as like a sub savings account for the future wedding. No, like manifestation. We're not manifesting. Yeah. We're not manifesting something happening yeah. to me. Okay. Nicole like, has to go in just a minute. No. 
leave us oh, with I don't know. Oh, do you have one more question you want to get to her before That's she? Okay, I would totally miss my flight for you. Guys. You are so <laughs> kind. Well, you're like traveling. I mean, you're traveling all over the place to speak about this, which is also really empowering to be able Thank to be you. like. I'm here to talk about something that no one wants to talk about. You know, it makes people yeah. uncomfortable. And I think you make it feel it's part of our, it's part of everyone's life. Like no one's totally. exempt from Nobody. questions or problems with money. So it's really cool. I mean, yeah. it's really amazing what you're doing. And so young. You're just like taking on the world. Oh my gosh. I don't feel that way. <laughs> I know. It's the concealer that was at 6 a.m. this morning, but thank you. Before we can you... talk about freezing eggs, which I did oh. when I was your age, too. I wish you would have brought this up earlier. You froze everybody's them? face. Yes. And I, I documented the whole thing on Good Morning America. You can watch it if you want. But yeah, we should talk about that. I did it when I was 31. And it's a great, it's, it's like it's a big expensive as hell. Topic. I think those are the taboos. I think mental health, money, and fertility are probably the last taboo. Sex and all that stuff, like, mm-hmm. we'll talk about from here to eternity. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a great investment in your career. It is expensive. I paid probably 15 grand. Yeah, that's what I... And Whoa. But I also heard it's, like, very, No fun. No. My Zero friend fun. has really been, like, looking into it. And she's like, you're doing shots. You have to go to somewhere where they, like, poke and prod you every day for how yep. long is it? Like, a month? Like, two, two weeks, I oh. think. But, yeah, I mean, it's, like, an insurance policy and... You know, I think it's but a then big you store them. How long career. are your eggs stored for? I pay, I don't know, I think six hundred bucks a year or something. Um, and so I paid for the most amount of storage. <laughs> but nothing is more whatever it was. <laughs> I'm not an expert in eggs. But it's just your eggs, right? Like they're not fertilized. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. right. So you can so egg freezing is new. Um, embryo freezing has been around for longer. Right. So they don't know a ton about it, but it's become more popular now so when you want to have a baby you get your eggs and they put them back in you Mm -hmm. and then you fertilize with a man yep naturally right unnaturally here's the thing again another podcast i'm coming back (laughs) we're gonna be talking about this um but yeah you can either you who knows by the way i never want to use mine but I can never go right. back to my 31-year-old eggs. Right. And nothing is more time, money, and energy intensive than children. So when people don't want to talk about family planning and money planning in the same time, I'm like, that is a conversation mm-hmm. that has to happen together, especially women. We need to plan out what we want out of our personal lives and our careers together. It's... I had a mentor early on. I was like 25 or something. uh, And Mika Brzezinski, she's on Morning Joe. And she called me one day and she's like, do you want to get married? I'm like, girl, I thought you'd never ask. She's like, that's not what I was asking. She's like, but do you really want to get married? I'm like, I don't know. I'm married to my career. She's like, you need to plan that just like you plan your career. And I'm like, I'm not going to be that girl who's like thirsty. Who's, you know, we all know that girl. I'm I'm thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) There's self-awareness is key. Thirsty is on my forehead, but it's fine. <laughs> there you go. And you know, like she said, regardless, if you're thirsty, if you're hungry, if you're nothing, plan it out, and your goals will change as life happens. And mine did, but it give it gave me direction. It really made me think. Whether you want kids or don't want kids, I don't care. It's about asking yourself that hard question. Because I used to get anxiety all the time when people were like, what do you want to do in five years? What do you want to be in 10 years? I'm like, "Mm, well, I just want to, you know, world domination. And it's like, that's not an answer. That's actually not an answer. That's my answer. (laughs) Oh, I get so stressed out when people ask me the five-year plan. I'm like, because you didn't actually answer the question. That's what, that's the reason I had so much anxiety because I never sat down. I break it down. 
into the three F's. <laughs> I'll leave you with my favorite F's. <laughs> the F words are family, finance, and fun. So what are your fun goals? What are your finance goals? What are your family goals? I need a pen. And I break them down into one, three, five, seven, ten-year goals because they're little bite-sized chunks and they feel less scary than five years or ten uh-huh. years. And so, like, they have to be compatible. You can't be a stay-at-home mom and a neuro surgeon mm-hmm. or whatever that's just not doesn't work out I, or you can't be a teacher and fly around the world in a g5 i mm-hmm. wish teachers made more money it doesn't work out mm-hmm. that way so they need to be compatible mm-hmm. right like because realistic. it's your one it's your one life it's not like your personal life and your work life it's just you yeah, yeah. and if you're not happy in one part you're not gonna be happy in general are you dating yes <laughs> you are dating yes. one person dating one person a monogamous situation monogamous relationship yep. are you happy I'm happy. Is he the one? Ooh. Yes. If he's listening. Oh, (laughs) if he's listening. (laughs) If not, TBD. TBD. I I know you have to go, but like, how did you meet him? I actually met him at a conference. I was like, I gotta go to more conferences. Come with me. It was a CEO's conference that I've gone to for 10 years. And I. Um, I actually asked him for a brain date. It was called a brain date. What yeah. is that? It's like where you just want to ask somebody about what they're doing, what their company is. And so my girlfriend and I were just messing brain around. Brain date. That's so it spa. seems more like it's Less like aggressive. for work yeah. and like business purpose. Totally. Wow. And it really was. I wasn't like yeah. actually asking him to go out. I was really curious about his company. And yeah, yeah, what yeah, 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 yeah. On it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, play I played that, that game. game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ladies are the best. Can I just, I just want to get to know, like, about your career. About, like, what's your sign? <laughs> Money. Dollar signs. That's so Tanya. What's your sign? Sorry. Dollar signs. That's pretty amazing. That's got to be, that's going to be a cool show. I know. Show. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Wait, do you but would... also not saying sorry. That's a whole other podcast oh. about how women say I'm sorry we, all the time. We Wait. just talked about with Sarah. We had Sarah Drew from Grey's Anatomy yeah. on here, and she was saying she went in to um, ask if she could produce, you know, a movie that she was involved in. And um, she said, I just am like the worst at saying, asking and then saying, sorry, I'm asking. Yeah. Right. Or and sorry, it, I have a question. Yeah. yeah. Right. I know. Sorry. I know. Sorry. I, Tori's rushing us. Okay, I know. Sorry. sorry. No, but for real. Sorry, Tori. Okay. <laughs> do you, where do you live full time? I know. I keep asking. I know. Sorry. We're gonna, bye. Bye. Wait, where can people, where can people find you? Oh, yeah. I made a, I made a special site for you guys. NicoleLappin.com slash scrubbing in. You can get a free chapter of my book. Whoa. Just for you bitches. That's and everybody loves it. And you boys too. Scrubbingin.com. I mean, uh, NicoleLappin.com slash scrubbing, scrubbing in. in. And people can follow you at. And your guys' faces are there. Where can people follow you? <laughs> Look how cute you guys are. Yeah, wait, we'll tweet that out. We need to put the award on there, too. <laughs> yeah. I know, you got to wrap. You have to go. Okay, I love you. Adam Lappin. Perfect. I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. I'm so sad Nicole's gone. But you know what I could probably do? What's that? Watch videos of her on YouTube. Yeah, you could. And all you have to do is say, Alexa, open YouTube. And there it would be. Yeah, but that's if you have Amazon Fire TV. And why wouldn't you? Exactly. Um, with Amazon Fire TV, it brings you all the live and streaming content that you love to the biggest screen in your house. You can watch everything you love with access to Netflix, Prime Video, Hulu, um, and so much more. You can even watch 
like I said, YouTube videos and um, actually websites like Reddit, Facebook, all on your Fire TV. Makeup tutorials. Do you know a lot about makeup tutorials, I've, Mark? I've, I've watched some uh-huh. because the people who can make themselves into celebrity faces is pretty fascinating. It is to me. pretty fascinating. It's the pretty time great. lapse videos are pretty great. Um, well, also, not makeup tutorials, but if you're, you know, a lot of people like to cook around the holidays more often than they usually do. I don't cook ever, but I'm trying to have just some fun with some holiday recipes. Um, all you have to do is say, Alexa, open YouTube, and it pops up right on my screen. That way, when my hands are all sticky and dirty while baking, um, I'm able to watch my video without getting anything dirty by clicking on my keyboard. I've heard you can actually listen to this here award-winning podcast and music with the iHeartRadio app on Amazon Fire TV. Wow. So just head to Amazon.com slash scrubbing in. Again, that's Amazon.com slash scrubbing in to order a Fire TV of your own today. And they make great gifts for your friends and family this holiday season. That's Amazon.com slash scrubbing in. in. And while we're here, yes, you got some new sheets. I did. I got new sheets for my new bed in my new home. Feeling very modern woman-esque. What about the sheets make you feel modern woman-esque? Just that they're new. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a modern woman who buys new sheets. You're yeah, not that's right. live with your old sheets. No. Good. Buy to my old sheets. Well, I got a bigger bed, so my oh. old sheets just don't What size fit. bed? I'm a king now. Are you? Yeah. That's a lot of space for you. For just my... I know, and I'm like a... I sleep on one side of the bed. Like, I don't like sprawl at all. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot. Of, it's a lot. But, but that's part of it. You're manifesting by leaving that space open. Exactly. Amy and I have a queen. We've always had a queen. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I think that my my future husband that I'm manifesting mm-hmm. is going to be like tall and girthy. Oh, he want a lot of space. He's going to need some He's space. He's going to be like a Jason Momoa type. He is going to be a Jason Momoa type. <laughs> but I really am obsessed with my bowl and branch seats. So I um, love them. And I kind of feel like I'm forever changed because they really are so soft and cozy. Um, I'm obviously everybody knows I'm in bed by 8 p.m. every night. And now I find myself going to bed even earlier because I just can't wait to get into my Bowl and Branch sheet. Like so, yeah, they only sell to you online at bowlandbranch.com. So their sheets cost less than half of the designer brands and are twice the quality. They're made from pure 100% organic cotton. And they start out soft, and they just get even softer over time. So I don't even want to know what it's going to be like in a few months because oh, they're already great. Can't imagine. <laughs> they're already fantastic. There's no risk to try. Plus, you will get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com. Promo code Becca. That's spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code Becca for $50 off your first set of sheets. Again, that's bowlandbranch.com. Promo code Becca. All right, so we have an amazing guest, Lisa Lampanelli. She is very well known for her comedy. Mark and Easton were geeking out. <laughs> yeah, calm down, boys. Don't mean to me again. <laughs> Enjoy the view, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're you're kind of out promoting because you're totally switching gears. Yeah, you know, it was so funny. Uh, about two and a half weeks ago, I announced on my hero show, Howard Stern, <laughs> that I would no longer be doing comedy. No no more insult comedy. I'm still going to be funny. I'm mm-hmm. still going to do storytelling shows, and I'm doing life coaching. Uh-huh. I'm not funny in that instance, because <laughs> people with problems hate when you just make fun of their small penises. <laughs> but I'm uh, just look at the Jewish guy and said that. That was inappropriate. But uh, no, I just feel, I felt like stand-up wasn't doing it for me anymore. I, had to, I didn't have the joy I used to. You know, I remember the old days we'd do open mics and the first few years of comedy when I really started making it, I was like, oh my God, I couldn't wait to get on the stage. And I said, 
that joy is kind of leaving. So what do I really want to do that lights me up again? Uh And every time I tried doing something like a workshop for women or a storytelling event, I was like, oh, that's what gets me going. So I said, I'm going to follow my heart, not let my head talk me out of it because that's what we all let Mm -hmm. happen. And he said, hey, what's the worst that can happen? Who cares? That's a, uh, that's how we stay stuck, Mark. <laughs> we, uh, Jewish guy, that's how we stay stuck. What is his name? Easton. Of course it is. That has nothing to do with uh, Judaism. However, it's uh, named after a town in Connecticut. So it's, a, it's a, a very big connect. Can I just call you Ian? Please do. I like that better. No, I just feel people get in their head about it, and instead of going after their heart's desire, they just go, oh, no, I'll just settle. And I felt like I was settling for not happiness and joy. I was settling for something that paid well. And yeah. um, yes, I loved it at the time. But now, oh, my God, like every day is just so much happier. I think that's what happens to a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. they kind of get into a profession and then there may be how many years in? Five years, 10 mm-hmm. years, 15 mm-hmm. years. And then they realize that they're not really, well, they're not passionate about what they're doing and they right. want to make a switch. But then they're like, well, I'm making X amount of dollars here. If I actually do what I want to do and pursue this I could be making nothing if uh-huh. they want to be an entrepreneur or like something. I think that's also like really scary. So how did sure, you navigate sure. that part? Well, the fact is, you know, I, as a comic, I made a, a good deal of money and I don't have these huge needs anymore that I thought I had. I thought I had to have everything fancy. Mm-hmm. I thought I had to have drivers and stay at the peninsula and always be like buying expensive stuff. It's so freaking meaningless. Yeah. And the minute I said, you know what? If I don't make another cent, I've saved enough money to live modestly for the rest of my life. My business manager, by the way, said the funniest thing to me because I have a really nice house. And I said, can I afford to keep my house if I don't ever make money again? He goes, yes, you can if you only live 15 more years. (laughs) So good, I'm going to kill myself in 15 years. No, but what's funny is now because I did it with an open heart, I'm getting booked for speaking engagements and retreats and workshops and I'm like, oh, my God, this actually, if you do go with it, it does happen. But we get scared and Mm -hmm. we don't allow it. I even give a workshop called When It's Time to Change. And Mark will remember because you're elderly. It's uh, (laughs) Peter Brady. Peter Brady, yeah. He's saying when it's time to change. And it's about people who feel stuck and how to get them past it. Because, honestly, ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen and do it anyway? Mm -hmm. I never... When I started comedy, you think I thought I'd make a cent from calling people names on stage? Mm-hmm. But look at me. I'm a baller. I don't <laughs> like to brag, but I got a $10 shirt on. Okay. <laughs> More than Easton's. <laughs> but see, I think it's it's interesting that we could just go with our heart. And I, the fear just gets in the way. Yeah. Well, what happened? Like, wait. At what point were you like, I'm, this isn't fun anymore? Because you, I mean, mm-hmm. you were making a living making fun of people. Sure, And sure. like, at what point? Because, I mean, you know, a lot of people are really sensitive to that and mm-hmm. like, like if I say something and it hurts someone's feelings, I'm immediately like, oh no, like how do I fix that? Of course, of course. And the thing is with insult comedy, you know, in the real roast tradition, it's about intention. It's about if I like you, I make fun of you. Like you too. Jew and another guy. I like you, so I make fun. I don't make fun of the girls because they're super cute. What's going to say about them? Oh, they gorgeous and high. You know, it doesn't have the same ring to it. But when they get, you know, they got a warmth. I got a warmth for them. If somebody doesn't, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe they won't understand. Maybe they'll uh-huh. get mad. But I've apologized to individuals about certain jokes. But I was lucky enough to have the kind of audience who just knew what it was, a joke, yeah. and they loved it. It in me felt like it wasn't as fun for me anymore either. So what I said was also now that the world's kind of crazy with, you know, bullying and uh, transgender stuff, Mm -hmm. like people being mean to transgender people and gay people. I was like, you know what? 
if it's not going to contribute to a good conversation, I don't want to say it. Mm. Yeah. You know, so I decided back off that, be funny some other way, mm-hmm. and it really just feels a lot better. That's really fun. It's fun. Pretty freaking amazing. <laughs> I think I'm an example for all. <laughs> I think everyone should email me. Well, that's why I'm getting certified as a life coach because. Just to, I want people to feel that they can get out of this fear and get out of their way. Mm-hmm. How do you? How long is that process to get oh, certified as a life I was coach? Just I'm doing that. it the right way. A lot of these yentas go online and print out a certificate. Mm. Oh, oh, I don't oh, buy so, that. Uh, <laughs> believe me, I went to one. I was taking oh, some some pills or something. Oh, my God. Uh, artisan or whatever. Oh, my God. I got my arson. guy. This is so funny because I practice coach a few people because to be certified, you have to practice mm-hmm. coach people for like two years. Mm-hmm. So uh, I practice coaching these couple straight guys. And it's really funny because I always thought I'd be the best coach for women and gay guys because those are my people women and gay guys no offense but you just like um are too slow for me like it's like oh i want to complain oh my goodness straight guys when they ask for help they're like i want it now and they move forward they like action so one guy i'm coaching is awesome like he's this billionaire and he's like look I said, he's like, my life is miserable. I go, make a list of things that don't serve you anymore that are still in your life, and we'll Ooh. talk about it next week. He says <laughs> it's two relationships that he's having, alcohol, Ambien, and Adderall. And he goes, after our talking again, he goes, I'm getting rid of all of them by next week. I go, well, listen. I said, I think you should talk to the doctor on the Ambien, the Adderall. He goes, yeah. I'll talk to him, but I'm getting rid of it. And I was so proud of him. And I'm like, oh, my God, he did it. So I like that action-oriented stuff because I'm very no-nonsense. I'm uh-huh. not going to yell at you if you're slow. But, boy, it's really fun coaching people who really want yeah. to change. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Yeah. Well, how, I mean, being someone's life coach, like, that's a big responsibility to say, hey, I'm going to help you, gui- I'm going to help guide you sure. into, like, something that makes you happier. Well, yes. How and d- you know what's interesting, too? Our coach, uh, our teacher is Mar- Martha Beck. She oh. writes for O Magazine. She's quite famous in this business. Well, she says life coaching is for the worried well. Therapy is for the worried sick. So if someone is legitimately needs therapy, we refer them out. Right, right, Because honestly, I get emails. I have literally a stack right now of people who want me to use them for practice. And I'm like, that one is like, I don't, I'm not a therapist. I don't get it. Like they need some serious stuff And you just go, oh, that's okay. And there's these other ones too. So they've contemplated suicide. Listen. I don't need that. Yeah. I, I'm trying to start a business here, Mark. Yeah. Other than Mark killing himself on the air, which would be terrific for my business. But it's going to work out. So you just kind of know what you know. Uh-huh. And my yeah. job is to help people literally l- get rid of limiting beliefs that are keeping them back. Because the thing you brought up so well about people are afraid to, you know, move out of something that pays well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What limiting belief is in there that makes people think that of like, oh, I can never go out on my own because we all have some programming from childhood or a bad relationship or something that keeps us in one place. Mm -hmm. And my whole coaching stuff started with uh, body image and weight stuff because I had lost, you know, over 100 pounds, kept it off six years. And a lot of the coaching I like to do is about getting peace around this body image stuff because I don't know anyone who likes themselves the way they are. Dude, well, I think that's free. Yeah, uh, you're so telling true. me. I mean, there's women that look like you guys who don't like themselves. And I'm like, first of all, I hate you. <laughs> Second, no, it's just like you can always find something. It's I, like it's sad to me. It's so yeah, sad. It really because sad. there's women I look at on the street and I go, oh, I bet she has no problem. Well, I don't think that anymore because yeah. they'll be in a yeah. workshop. I have a workshop uh, called uh, Love Your Body, Feed Your Soul that I give with a yoga teacher as well. And I'm telling you. These women, when you look at them, they look perfect, but inside they're they're just feeding themselves a bad message. Totally. So I'm like, okay, we all need peace around this food. Mm-hmm. Like right now, 
I have so much peace around body image, like too much. Like, <laughs> I look in the mirror, I'm like, you're so cute. Like, I really hated the way I looked until about three years ago. And now I'm like, yeah, that's right. Let's boomerang this. <laughs> uh, but I'm still finding peace around food. That's difficult. Yeah. I still have to go, okay, am I physically hungry or emotionally hungry? Oh, that's yeah. well, that I mean, was not my, That was one. my trigger, too. Do you yep. know, it's, it's funny because I did this whole, I think it's been like, probably about a year I started doing this accountability program mm -hmm. and I lost like 16 pounds wow. and I've kept the majority of it off but I kind of you know you obviously everybody goes back and forth sure. a few pounds here and there and it's really funny because as I like um have I've had this relationship with food and I realized that like it's so you emotion I'll eat just oh, sometimes yeah. when I'm like sad or sometimes even when I'm happy mm -hmm. like you just you just eat when when you're emotional well, food is for everything including celebration yeah now, I go according to the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, I eat super healthy because mm -hmm. of my you know, weight loss surgery. I have to really eat a lot of protein and greens. Mm -hmm. I really have to keep it pretty clean. 20% of the time, though, I'm going to eat something fun. Yeah. If you ask me to go off birthday party and there is no cake, I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't go for that. I like to have a nice piece of cake. What are you, crazy? And nobody ever better say to me, let's celebrate my birthday with a nice walk. Are you kidding me? I wish I was in. Oh, you did that? She's this person. I can't coach you. I'm She's sorry. With a high. I don't say a nice walk, but I was like, I would enjoy a, fr a fruit cake of some sort. Yeah. Okay, like you know what? Uh, you need coaching by Lisa. <laughs> no. It's just really funny because we deprive ourselves. I read a great quote online, which I hate inspirational quotes and stuff, but sometimes things hit you. <laughs> you and Tanya are opposite people, by the oh, way. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I love affirmation. An oh, See, yeah. I, I'll tell you why I don't like affirmations. Like, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that. It's another thing to fail at. So in other words, if I look in the mirror and say I'm beautiful and then don't feel it, then I feel like, oh, I failed at even my affirmation. So I always say you can't go from I hate yourself, I hate myself to I love myself without a lot of steps yeah. in between. You know what's, I accept myself. You know what's mm. funny that actually I've done that really helps is I walk around naked all the time. Well, I'm naked. that's good for you, not for my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a baller in clothes, out of clothes. Forget they about. say there's something that happens to you like psychic. Psychic, Psych psychologically, psychologically yeah. when you see yourself naked a lot, yeah. that just like makes you more comfortable with your body. Well, I'll tell I you what know. would happen to me psychologically <laughs> if I saw myself naked. I'd go freaking insane. I'd kill myself. You'd find the suicide both me and Mark. <laughs> no, and I tell you what, it, it, it's interesting. Whatever works, that's what I like. Totally, yeah. Well, I, you know, everything's going to work for other people. And something's going to work for everybody. Yeah. And I think it's just our job to find that one thing where you go, ooh, right. you know, I, yeah. get, I get what that person needs. Right. What do we do about the negative. Okay, I don't know you. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Do you Apple know trainer. me? No, hi, Amy. This is Amy. What Apple do we trainer. do about the negative self-talk? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. How do I stop that? Listen. It makes me crazy. Well, listen. You're first of all, you're allowing it to make you crazy. I feel what we do is in one of our uh, workshops, we have this resilience exercise. You make a list of things in the swamp. This is the stuff you tell yourself. These are actions, limiting beliefs, and behaviors that really don't serve you. So, for instance, what's an example of a negative self-talk? Mark, please give the microphone to the lady. Mark, get out of the way! See, this is why I don't give relationships. I just shop. call it I go to the dark place. Like, okay. I, I can have something that exists. Name one thing. Just oh. one thing, even if it's made up. Come on. 
On the spot, on the spot. Oh, it's okay. Uh, okay. Somebody doesn't text me back. Yes. And I'm like, they hate me. Right. My life okay, is over. Here, watch this. I suck. Okay, shut up. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> no, Amy, stay at the mic. I'm going to coach you. Watch this, girls. You're going to be like, wow, she's so good. Okay. I'm going to do a resilience <laughs> exercise. Okay. First step of having resilience, which you all know, is stick to itiveness, bouncing back, et cetera, which is what we need to do. What is the reality of that situation? That's step one. Face reality right. as it is, because we're making up stuff up right. here. Yeah. So what is the reality? What has this person done or not done, and what does it mean? The only fact is that they just haven't responded yet. Exactly. Yet. So you've faced reality as it is. Secondly. 50% of my brain can do this. The other 50% is like. <laughs> well, guess what? You'll have me. 60 by the end of this hour. <laughs> okay. All right. Face reality as it is. The second is behavior or thought or emotion you can replace to make you uh, to, uh, some little bit of act, action forward that you could do to make that more pleasant what can you do in your head where can you what can you think to make that reality more pleasant and this does work yes so, uh, i mean my brain can then say like he's just busy or well you don't know that Oh, so I have to be really factual about it. So yeah. I have to be. What can you? Why do? don't I go for a walk or watch TV or work That's proactive. or think about something else? Or think you, about something else. Would right. Be like Not the to best direct thing. you too much, but I am a big mouth, so no, it's I fine. will. I want you to just say to myself, I don't know why they haven't responded, and it's okay. Mm. I'm going to now put my thoughts or my behavior or take an action that serves me. I'm going to mm. huck my phone out the car window. Yes. Well, that's what that my brain wants to do. Right. But see, you have this list of things. And then the last thing is, step three is the best because it's the easiest and it's so healing. And I never thought I'd say these words. Oh, I can't wait. You have to have gratitude in that exact circumstance for life in general. Mm. So basically, if you go from this asshole hasn't called me back. <laughs> But reality is he's not an asshole. He just hasn't right. phoned back. Right, yet. right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to do something soothing for myself. And I'm grateful for. I have legs. That the, I Literally. Yeah. Or no, it, sometimes gratitude comes down to my God eyesight or something. Because yeah. you're like, uh, right. holy crap, I can't think of anything because everything's going wrong right now. Totally. It's got to be just eyesight or that I'm alive or that I have a friend or something. And my so problem is. Once, wait, it, one, real quick. Once you invite real, excuse me, invite that little bit of gratitude in, it really dampens that first one. I promise yeah, you. I got to work on it. Because I do the Clearly. thing where when I get the text back, then I'm like, thank God I can see and my legs work so great and <laughs> right. I'm going running. Like, well, I well have, but here's I the thing, like, Amy. Uh, here's what you're doing, unfortunately, which a lot of us do. We're relying on other people yes. for our opinion of yeah. ourselves. Yes, so totally. he's get, getting back to you makes you worthy, yes. makes you a, oh. a, a catch. I am aware it, of all this. We're worthy no matter what. And a friend of mine, a life coach, calls this uh, that everything we feel bad about is six degrees of worthiness, meaning yes. like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You basically, every issue leads back to we don't think we're good enough. We think we aren't enough as we are, that we we're born with this dark hole. Dude. Yeah. Now, other than... Easton, we're all perfect. <laughs> I just had to throw you Easton, back in. I love you, That's why I love having you here because 50% of me is there, but the other 50% okay. of me is like in a dark cave. So right. I just have to get at least, and at least it's only 50% of me. Well, no, exactly. And right. you have to say it's instead of saying at least it's only, say 50% of me believes this yes. because yeah. it is true. Yeah. Dude. Ooh, that feels We good. are very worthy people. We all deserve the career we want, the love we want. We, and guess what? I love this expression because I know you like expressions. This is a really the only one that I really like. Life doesn't happen to us. It happens for, for us. us. So basically, if that person isn't calling her back, it's 
why for the lesson, Uh the lesson of finding yourself worth without this text back for not beating yourself up because you're not perfect at it. So it's happening for you. Maybe it's even on a concrete level going, thank God this person didn't call me back. There's some guys I've wanted to have relationships with in the past that I go, oh my God, thank God it didn't work out. At the time I was heartbroken, but Christ, I could have ended up so battered, you know, not physically, but emotionally. I said, I got saved. So I think this is such great stuff to work on. And like I said, hey, I have fun just going, oh, good. You know, maybe I can impact somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much fun to do. And it just, it feels more fulfilling than anything else I've ever done. Do you have a life coach? Yeah, I do. Izzy, she's real cute. <laughs> I met her at a retreat. And, you know, it's funny. It's hard to coach people who think they know everything. Yeah. And I think I know everything. <laughs> but she can do it. Like, yeah. I, she has to struggle with me sometimes yeah. and be like, dude, come on. Like, listen to something I say. Like, she sent me, like, five videos to watch. Like little short things, Abraham Hicks, this one, that oh, one. And I know, I like her. Um, and I'm like, uh, I didn't watch them for five weeks. So I go, she kept saying, oh, did you watch the videos yet? Did you watch the video? Uh, no, no, no. And then I finally watched them and I got why she wanted me to. But part of me is going, why am I avoiding that? So I try to question everything I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to make me feel better. Do I like wallowing? Maybe. Yes, that's Maybe. so true. Yeah. yeah, we like feeling sorry for ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've kind of been in this weird place of like learning to let my because I kind of brush off emotion like I'm like mm-hmm. it's fine I'm fine like right. I don't like the drama of feeling like sad or down mm-hmm. but then there's another part of me that's been letting myself if I feel a certain way whatever it is like let myself feel it yes. acknowledge that it's like not going to be the same tomorrow I might once I sleep I'll probably feel better right but then like let myself experience that feeling and like if I want to cry or if I want to be upset like have a moment where I let myself feel it instead of just brushing it off. Well, listen, I'm so proud of you because you're very young. How old are you? 20? I'm 30. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are so young. And I say to myself, if I'd have learned that at that age, you have to feel it to heal it. Mm-hmm. There was no way you could go around an emotion. You got to mm-hmm. go through it. Mm-hmm. So when my dad died, I think it was the first time, I think four years ago, that I was like, I'm just really going to cry or do whatever when I'm supposed to and when I, I need to. There is nothing wrong with it because then you don't take it out on everybody yeah. and stuff it down with food or drinking or shopping or gambling or anything else. So I just love that you know that. And again, what's the, feelings can't kill us. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? You'll cry maybe for an hour. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of always stops. I think we were always afraid that it won't stop, but it always it, does yeah. stop. See, so I feel always sad. have like the opposite of Becca where like I... I'm like way emotional. Like I, Good. yeah, like Good. I cry a lot. Like the <laughs> yeah. things, well, I'm very emotional. But something that I do that I really dislike is that I, when you're dating and you're dealing with a lot and you're doing like, you know, trying to find your forever person, sure. you deal with a lot of rejection. And I always think what's wrong with me. And that's like, so not the way to like, look at it. Well, the way to look at it is again, the simplest way, you know, without years of, you know, sessions or whatever is it's happening for you. Totally. That there's something that wasn't supposed to happen there. And you just go, okay, the universe took care of me. Yeah. Because God forbid, you know, because if you have a movie or something and it would play it out, maybe it would be something terrible. And I've like never been so kind of like, I don't want to say nonchalant, but like I kind of am just very in this like space of like, I'll go out with people. I'm just going to keep going out with people until it feels right. And like I used to not be like that. I would literally overanalyze every little thing. Oh, it's the worst. uh, Mm -hmm. It's the worst. Well, the best advice ever was from Sex and the City where that guy said he's just not that into you. 
totally. That book is so good, uh, and the, his breakup <laughs> book is so good about oh, it. It's called the breakup because it's broken. broken. <laughs> I actually had one of my uh, student, not students, um, one of the guys who I'm coaching. Uh, talk, uh, read that. And I go, it's it's written for women, but a guy could get something out of this too. Truly life-changing. It's so great. It's... And then you just start going, oh yeah, it's, it didn't work and that's okay. Totally. The thing is we take it personally. The four agreements says the biggest agreement that's the hardest That's my is, next book, Oh, it's by the, the best way. ever. Mm-hmm. Don't take things personally. Yeah. A guy calling you back, it has nothing to do with you. I know. And it, but it's so funny because I think it does stem from the thing where you said everybody's, there's a part where it's, it's good enough. I'm not yep. good enough. Yep. And it's like, I used to always put that on a person sure. that I was dating. And I'm like, why am I doing that? Like, well, I, we're just doing it because of that empty hole. But the fact that I can like actually see that now yes. and I'm on the other side of it and I'm like, oh, okay. Like I can actually see like see that this is something that I'm doing. And it's like, I have a good relationship with God mm. and that's where I get my fulfillment. And that's yes. where I like, find myself mm-hmm. and my peace and like my, my wholeness. Sure. And so sure. it's like, I have that, that relationship's never going to change. Mm-hmm. That's like the one thing that I have. And so it's like, now I can kind of move forward and just say like, he's got me, he's got the right person. And I just have to keep yeah. going through it. And like, it's so open. Like, All it is it. is yeah. be open. Because I don't date because I used to be very codependent and always had a boyfriend it's from like age 12 to 50. Monkey brancher. I always had it. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, you know, that's an addiction. Mm-hmm. So I said, look, I'm not going to do that. And I said, I was on Wendy Williams about this topic and I just go, if I'm supposed to bump into someone, even if it's 80 years old, maybe you find the love of your life at 80, 90, who cares? Yeah. The fact is we're so lucky. So again, inviting appreciation in. We're so lucky to even be alive to do that or even to have jobs and even to have a, a, a food mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, OK, that'll just be great. And yeah. if not, I'm fine. Yeah. So I think it's just that contentment that you guys I mean, I, again, I, I, I'm so impressed that your young ages, you're able to actually work on this stuff. And I think years ago when, when people were in their 30s in my you know, uh, generation, they didn't even think about this stuff yet. Yeah. It was just go to college, achieve work. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Just keep doing what you're doing because you're nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to. I just bump my mouth. Help me, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mark. I love, do you ever let him talk? Oh, yeah, actually. Mark, yeah. what are your problems? I hang back. Oh, I got plenty of problems. No, okay. Mark doesn't have a lot of problems. I'm Mark's just going to ask Mark, Mark, where's your area of least satisfaction? Um, I, uh, I'm i married and I got two daughters, and I wish I was a better, um, I'm, I'm, I I'm, don't feel like I'm the dad that I thought I could be. I sense that you're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, what's great about that is, look, a guy, very Knows his problem. Yeah. And part of it's probably that you, you're fine. I bet you're a great dad. And the fact that it's even on your mind is It is on my great. mind all the time. Real bad dads don't even think of that. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, obviously there's no coaching going on here. But what's great is that you know how to fix this. The, you know, they always say everything you have is already in there. Mm-hmm. You know how to fix it. You, you, can, you can prioritize. You can do it. Yeah. Easton, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm hopeless. Did the world no hope come up for you? No, no, you're you're good. You're good. He's good. He's smart. He sits there. He's quiet. This is what you meant to do. Then you go home and you gossip about us, what bitches we are. How's That's that? That's right. So I was put on this earth to do. <laughs> and again, a sense of humor really helps too sometimes because I think we take everything super seriously. That's why like in my workshops and stuff, there's a fair amount of laughing. I did this food and body image workshop a couple weeks ago in Connecticut and 
we were cracking up and then it gets really serious and you start crying and really figuring out your food problems and your body image stuff and it's so yucky but then there's a little break and the clouds lift and there's laughter so I think it's good to have that humor inside it which Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of these inspirational people do Mm -hmm. so I'm like hey if I bring that to the table that's fine well Mm -hmm. I was gonna say I think it's like a your God-given gift is that you have humor like not everyone has that gift you know not everyone has that timing of being like funny in the right moment yeah and so to be able to translate that from being what you were in your past job and what you were doing as a career and moving it into where you're you still have that that you can offer people because it's your gift but also incorporating this like encouragement and like Let's be better. Like, let's yeah. better ourselves. It's really, really awesome. Well, I also like what you said when you said ourselves, because I'm still just as effed up as anyone else out there. Mm-hmm. You never find a coach or a shrink who has it totally together. And right. if they tell you they do, then don't hire them. <laughs> because we should all still be working on ourselves yeah, all the right. time. Yeah. So what's good is by helping other people, I'm helping me. When I coach a guy and we talk about his addiction to this or that or, uh, you know, relationship fears or, you know... Um, you know, blaming his parents still or whatever. I'm like, oh my God, what part of me does that? So I love that we're able to heal each other. That's what the world should be about. You know, what's funny is I was listening to um, Michelle Obama has this book coming out Mm. and it's called, or it's out. It's called Becoming. And they were asking her why she named it that. And she's like, it's because you're constantly becoming Mm. who you are. And she's like, I'm never going to ask a kid anymore what they want to be when they grow up because it's not finite. You're always evolving and you're always like becoming something else. And I was like, that's so cool. It's like so true. Yeah, because we're all like just works in progress. We're always evolving. It's like, you know, you say I want to be an astronaut. Well, you can be an astronaut. You can be a mother. You can be a you can be a firefighter. You can be like you just and you can always and also just uh, they used to say I forget what the statistics are. But like when my father was uh, growing up you kind of had one job your whole life. Yeah. Not even just one career, one job. Yeah. Then it became like you had, now we're up to where people have three different careers or totally. callings. Mm-hmm. Like I did journalism first, comedy, and then this. And I'm like, oh, you just get to do what you want. Yeah. And, and that's real cool. There's very few people doing what they went to college for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm happy that they can do that. I just go, I can't like push that down anymore. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. just was pushing it down. It felt really inauthentic mm-hmm. and weird. And I found like during the Q and A's during comedy, I would uh, kind of life coach during the Q and A's, which was really fun. And I'm like, oh wait, if that's my favorite part of the show <laughs> and I'm doing an hour Q and A and like 20 minutes of comedy, I pretty much think I should do this. <laughs> yeah. So it feels good to kind of be out of the closet about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Really interesting. But yeah, people are afraid. Don't be scared. Ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. And do it anyway. Um, where can people find you on social yes, media, your you. website? Yes, my website is lisalampanelli.com. It used to be insultcomic.com, but now it is no more. Wow. <laughs> Although it still does link there because people are too dumb to spell my name. Um, I was going to say, will you spell your name? I know, for? exactly. L-A-M-P-A-N-E-L-L-I. And um, all my workshops are there. We're doing one in uh, Sonoma Valley, a bunch in the East Coast. I'm probably going to schedule one in, oh, Washington, D.C., Boston. So food and body image workshops plus the change workshops. Um, I'm also booking a bunch of shows, storytelling shows called Lisa Lampanelli's Losing It, which is all about me and other storytellers talking about food and body image. That's really funny, but heartfelt. So, uh, yeah. And if anybody wants to, like, be coached by me for practice, <laughs> oh, yeah. I will not use your name on the air yet. <laughs> so email me at lisalampanelli.com. Go to the website. And to get in touch with Mark and tell him <laughs> he has to be a better father and to stop this bullshit. <laughs> no, Mark, I sense you're a good guy. 
the Easton, best. I the hope best. you haven't been offended by nothing I said because I sense a light about you. I like you. Mm. I think you're going to do. I do. I sense I, I sense you're a good person. Am I right about him? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. You can just tell. Some people you go, I don't trust them. Yeah. You I trust. <laughs> you broads are good, too. <laughs> Amy, you're good enough. Shut up about it. If the guy enough. doesn't touch you back, it's his loss. Yeah, yeah right. that's I love right. This. Thank you so much oh, for having me. Thank you for you. coming. Yay. Do you have any single clients? Uh, okay, <laughs> that's hilarious. When my millionaire gets really fixed, I'll like refer you. <laughs> All right. Well, that was joyful that was fun yeah that yeah, was fun funny. we should have more comedians on the show comedians who are life coaches is like a perfect combination it really yeah it really is i bet you that lisa lampanelli would yeah. say one key component to a great life is nice sleep i bet that's quality true. sleep and that seems to be a theme today with you your sleep yeah which i did not get any of this weekend okay but um, people always say that it's so important to find your perfect couch, the perfect carpet, or the perfect piece of art for your new home. But honestly, I think it's about finding the perfect mattress. Um, so Helix Sleep built a sleep quiz that takes two minutes to complete, and they use the answers to match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. So all you just do is go to helixsleep.com slash Becca, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Um, for couples, this is actually really cool. Should I take the part about couples? Yeah. Okay. Um, so they can even split the mattress down the middle. So it's like individual support for each person. So like say you have you really like a, a squishy mattress. I don't. And you're, I like a firm mattress. You like a firm and maybe you're... Wife Amy likes a squishy I mattress. Think she'd like the squishier. Yeah, so they you can have um, personal preferences to either side of the mattress, which is really cool. And they have a ten year warranty, and you get to try it out for a hundred nights risk free. So right, hundred nights. That's like a third of a year. That's like spring from now. Yeah, that's a long time. Well, they want you to really know that you like it and yeah. like really, you know, feel it. And it takes you a while to like, get comfortable with the mattress, mm -hmm. I feel like. Um, so right now, Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders. So get up to $125 off at helixsleep.com slash Becca. That's helixsleep.com slash Becca for $125 off your mattress order. Again, helixsleep.com slash Becca. You're furnishing that new apartment of yours as well, aren't you? I am. You're putting some stuff on the walls? I haven't gotten there yet because that's going to be my last to do. So right now you have bare walls. Bare walls. Is, is that weird? Is it echoey in there? I it is like, a little. Yeah. It's a little echoey. <laughs> but that's that the, only adds to the singleness of your life. Is that you totally. In hello, hello. But hello. I don't think you realize when you're like living alone. I only had to furnish one bedroom, and now I'm doing like an entire apartment. So yeah. it's like you have to do it slow. You know, it's expensive. It's expensive yeah. as hell. But you know what's not expensive? Framebridge. That's your answer. Yes. Um, I actually am going to um, use FrameBridge to frame some of my, I'm going to do like a little um, photo like thing up my staircase. How much of your, uh, how many, do you have to limit the number of pictures of yourself? I don't have any. I'm not going to have any. Oh, okay. Actually. Gotcha. Zero. I have, to go, I just put two on my fridge and that's probably all I'll I picture you having the giant like Andy Warhol, the different colored faces four different times in a square. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> it is kind of cool. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> You can preview your item online at any frame style. You choose your favorite, or you get free recommendations from their talented designers. And the expert team at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece straight to you or wherever you need it. Um, so I'm actually, I'm getting these, what I was saying on my staircase, I'm getting these like things that I got from work, like um, plaques that I got. Oh. 
um, and I'm getting them framed to kind of all be cohesive. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some of my favorite lyrics from those artists mm. and I'm going to get those framed. So it's like plaque These are like gold records lyrics. kind of things? Yeah. Nice. Um, so it's going to be kind of like a music, an ode to like my love for music. That's great. Um, so I'm going to use FrameBridge to change the frames and some of the other ones and then frame my lyrics. Um, but they are, um, there's a complimentary handmade personalized gift from FrameBridge. Starts at $39. It's delivered in days and all shipping is free. Plus our listeners will get 15% off their first order at FrameBridge.com when they use our code Becca. Um, but don't wait. Make sure to place your order by Monday, December 17th for guaranteed delivery by December 24th. So <clears throat> that's a... Uh, you got two weeks, but yeah. let's get on it. Yes. So um, with just a few taps on your phone, FrameBridge lets you create a one-of-a-kind gift that will win Christmas and make someone happy for years to come. FrameBridge.com and use the code... Becca! Um, we have not talked about Grey's Anatomy in quite some time. Are we I, all caught up, first of all? I'm all caught up. I'm all caught up. I'm um I'm I'm like half an hour. I haven't watched the last How half do an hour. you only watch half a sh- episode? And it's been almost two weeks that it's been off. It's been, it's been almost lot. three weeks. It's been a lot going on, guys. It's just like a lot <laughs> 30 minutes. Twenty well twenty, really. I know you've probably commercials. I'm like thirty minutes uh, away from the end. You've probably watched an old episode of Denny in the meantime and haven't even finished the new episode. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Because I can't watch it before I go to bed because I'll fall asleep. So I don't want. I have to like actually commit and sit down and watch. I don't watch a lot of TV. Okay, I, well, I, I do hate that we're done for the year. By the way, me too. Yeah. It happened so fast. Very early. Very early. It, it did happen earlier than normal. I think normal? so. I okay. think before Thanksgiving is rare. But what do I know? Uh, so I wish I want to get your take on some of the subplots. Mm-hmm. I uh, am. But generally, you're happy. I am so much happier than I ever thought I could be with the start of this season. I'm humbled to admit it because I was boohooing it at the beginning of the season. Um, even the storylines that I didn't think I was interested in, I'm invested. Love it. Tanya? I'm very happy as well. Like, truly happy. I really could have done without the Maggie Jackson in bed scene. Other than that, <laughs> I am very happy. Wait, Why? Weirdly, what? I'm still don't care about them. Yeah. That's the one that I'm still like, don't Not really into care. It. Didn't like the scene. I was like... Oh, it's like brothers and sisters making out. I can't get past it. So I'm, do- I'm done not, with that. They're not, though. They're not it's that. It's a no for me. It's okay. not that for me. It's just like it's not there for me. It's okay. a no for me. Uh, how are we on Owen and that plot with Teddy and Amelia and the teenager and the baby? Right? We're all, we've all been very negative on Owen in the past. Where are we now? I'm still negative about no, Owen, but I'm invested in the storyline. I love Amelia. I love that she's taken the girl actress that is uh, that she's like adopted or taken under her wing. Uh, kind of bugs, but agreed. She, the relationship of her caring so much about her that she's like angry and worried for her, I think is like what it was so emotional. And we also didn't talk about sorry, I'm not going to jump. Okay. Um, and then Teddy, well, you haven't seen the end of the last episode, oh. but it is, I don't mind. Well, Spoiler alert, everybody, Tanya. Really? We can spoil it? Yeah. Okay. So obviously, it's the biggest windstorm. In the history of the planet. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. When is there a windstorm that blows people across parking lots, by the way, except in a hurricane or a tornado? Like, those are actual events. And there's some things that happen where he gets, you just see his body zoom out. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Anyway, that was a little weird for yeah. me. So, of course, things are tense in yeah. the hospital. So, power goes out. 
and a lot of people are stuck in elevators. There's some elevator tension. For example, Owen has just been told by Teddy that it's his baby. Okay. That she's pregnant with his baby. Okay. Amelia comes into the elevator saying, hey guys, I'm so excited. I want to, what'd she say? I want to adopt her. Like I really want to be her mom. I want to help her. I love her. And I really want to help this teenage girl out. And and she's like, what's going on with you two? Why is the energy so weird in here? Power goes out. Three of them stuck stuck in the elevator. elevator. Great. That is great. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Before we get to the main event, which I have a lot of opinions on, I want to talk about the week before with Weber, the bar scene. Right. You yeah. know, I haven't really, you know, Weber, I'm like, he's a classic, he's like classic, but I'm not like he's really OG. invested. He's OG, yeah. but I'm not like super, you know, I'm not like, I need to know what Weber's up to. That storyline, I haven't cried in Grey's in a long time, other than the when April and April was in the hospital in Jackson, you know, that whole episode I cried. And then I cried in the bar scene with Weber because it was so powerful. And I think I've had people in my life with addiction and it's just like, that whole storyline that that bar was like enabling these people who have worked so hard. It like, it like oh, made me so made mad. Me so mad too, that bar. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, oh it was just such a great scene. Like mm-hmm. I feel like emotional talking about it, but it was just so powerful. And I thought like, wow. But it's like, so it's such a true depiction of like how life can be. Do you know what I mean? Like there's people out there. Like, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I felt like it was such like a metaphor for like how life can be. And for people that don't watch Grace, because I do know that there are some people that now listen to the podcast that didn't want to listen to the podcast because they were like, I don't watch Grey's Anatomy, so I didn't think I could yeah. follow along. And I was like, we don't even talk that much <laughs> we, about we Grace. We forget so to talk about it most For of people time. that don't watch the show, I mean, he's a recovering alcoholic. Right. He's been sober for eight years. And there's a bar that basically says, like, we'll take your tokens. Um, that's what your you chips, get. Your, your chips. Your sober uh, chips. Your sober chips. And we'll give you that many shots for however many years you've been sober. Uh-huh. And it's so so dark. Like, you're like, I can't believe, like, that's so messed up that these people, you know what I mean? Like, but it's such a metaphor for things that happen in life. And there are people like that in your life. And it's like, you, you, ultimately, it's your choice. You know, Mm -hmm. as Weber, he sat down, he got, poured the vodka in for him, and he just, like, went and he just took a bat to, like, the whole thing and was like, how dare you guys, like, do this to people who have been working hard for their families, Mm -hmm. working hard to be better people, and it was just so, it was such a powerful yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. And then Catherine has. Oh, yeah. A, tu- a brain? We no, saw that. On her, uh-huh. A spine tumor? Spine, tumor? I think, oh, yeah. yeah. Spine t- and Jackson just found out in the finale. Mm. Jackson found found out and then. Okay. So this switching whole time. Gears. <laughs> switching gears. Sorry. Switching gears. Uh, I hope Catherine's okay. Um, I. <laughs> So this whole time with Meredith and DeLuca, I've been like, gross. I don't like it. Okay, let me rewind. When DeLuca first came on the show, Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to be Meredith's new love interest. Mm. When he first was introduced, I was like, he's so hot. This is amazing. He's the new McDreamy. And then they didn't go that way at all. So I always didn't think anything of it. I thought of him as a child. So recently, between, what's Link? Link. And DeLuca, I'm like, Link seems more like Meredith's speed. But these, this last episode, I have, like, the giddy feeling that I had with McDreamy that I have with DeLuca and Meredith. Wow. That is When really they were in something. the x-ray room looking, yes. and they were, like, close. Yes. And then in the elevator. So oh, DeLuca yes. makes his feelings for Meredith known. He's like, episode. I want okay. you. He makes it very clear what's going you. on. Because she agrees to have drinks with Link. 
Yeah, and then he he sees it. Or he something. sees that happening. He's like, "Look, I got to jump in here. I'm, I'm, I'm in it too. I'm dropping a handkerchief." Yeah. yeah. So then they're in the elevator, and Meredith's like, "You go stand over there. Like, let's not even." She knows what happens in elevators. Yes. And then the lights go out. And you know something's going down. There's a lot of chemistry there because when she and even I like Meredith in this situation because she's like, she feels it, and she's like. I have to walk away. I'm going to walk away mm-hmm. right now. But there's somebody Tanya would rather see Meredith with. Oh, no. I haven't. I don't feel. I've never. I feel like I haven't seen any of the DeLuca stuff, so I don't feel any love connection with Who between them. Who do you want to see him with? The guy that she yeah. went to California with. Jurassic. The, the neuro guy. <gasps> no. Yeah, he's a neuro guy. He's like kind of a dick, but like he has a soft heart and like you see that. Like he's like just wants to help Catherine and he like there's this bad boy, not bad boy, but like kind of like ew, he's gross, but then like he's actually really good inside. Let's get him with Maggie then. I don't want him for Meredith. Is is it because he's more age appropriate? Meredith and that guy, I think, are more age appropriate for each other. I feel like she's considerably older than DeLuca or Lincoln. No, I'm actually all in. You don't think so? I'm into the age gap because I'm, you know, I'm all about Nick and Priyanka Chopra right now. So I'm like into the age gap. (laughs) I think I'm just like into him because I feel like he has this like bad rap and like everyone has him like wrong. And I feel like I could see him making I, like this, like comeback I'm fine turnaround. with a comeback for him, but I don't. I have no desire to see Meredith and Karasik kiss. I want to see it with Deluca. I want. I'd be fine seeing it with Link. Don't want to see it with Karas. He does nothing for me. I mean, I didn't even know his name. I literally was like, <laughs> I want her with the surgeon that she went to California with. <laughs> <laughs> but I see what you're saying. I do feel like that character yeah. is interesting and there's more to be discovered there. Yeah. I don't know. So, by the way, so Ellen Pompeo is 49. The guy who plays Link is 37. And DeLuca, the actor who plays DeLuca, is 29. But how are they? Yeah, how old are they a, in the show? I don't know. Character ages? Do they know character well, ages? That's what matters. Ellen Pompeo is not like it's Meredith Gray. Yeah, I don't care how old Ellen Pompeo is. Well, I don't know how old she is in the show, but in real life, that's the situation. Well, all right. Next, uh, Tanya well, went on a date, and we need to talk about that. Do we? I think so. Don't you? Don't I, you? Don't think our listeners would like to know about your most recent date? I'm thinking we can just breeze by it this week. We talked about it on on Ryan's show. Yeah. You don't want to talk about it here. I mean, I don't know. I guess we can. So you realize you're out of practice. I guess that's more the the angle we need to go on. We didn't need to talk about him at all because I'm not sure there's anything there. Mm-hmm. Or is there? Well, that, that's what I'm asking I, you. I can't get a read on this. Like well, I'm, I'm just saying, so... like I think maybe we don't have to talk about it this week. Oh, I'm fine not talking about it. But I think our listeners would be frustrated by that. That you had a date, you don't want to tell them about it. It was a great date. I did realize that I am out of practice, but I realized How it though? because yeah. I haven't really been on a date. I mean, I went out with Dean, but yeah. I don't count that because I right. know Dean really well. So it wasn't really like a date. It was a date date, but it wasn't like, you know. Yeah. Um, but Dr. W was the last guy that I actually like dated, and that was the summer. Mm-hmm. That's been a long time. Tell Becca how you knew you were out of practice because she told Ryan's audience, and it's very um, enlightening. I... I need to get better about my staying up on myself on a weekly basis because I realized I did not. Can I say it? Um, yeah, of course. Uh, I did not pluck my nipple hairs before I went on oh, my date. And that is something no. that I always do. And it's not like because you he's going to squeeze the nipple hairs. No. And it's not because like I think I'm going to show him my boobs or he's going to like, do you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's like for my self confidence. 
I need to be, my legs need to be shaved, my I, crotch needs to be waxed, so, my nipple hairs need to be plucked, okay. and makeup needs to be on. Okay, so were you sitting there mid-dinner thinking, my nipple hairs are still present? No, I realized oh. it in the car <gasps> on the way to dinner because I, I had like a very Got low cut. Got something? No. <laughs> <laughs> Felt it pull. <laughs> it's a very low cut shirt that I was wearing, and I sat down, and I just kind of looked, and I was like, <gasps> Everything else was done. Everything Wax, else was shaved. done. Everything's just makeup on. Tip top shape. So you're not so. somebody who self sabotages. Like I've heard some women, even on our staff, say they'll they'll purposely not shave their legs. That way, they know they won't go home with the guy. No, yeah, I've heard. Of, I know a lot governor. of people who do that. Yeah. yeah, no, because I've been there and I've I've had that phase of life. Like I have enough self control now to know what I want to do and what I'm going to do, and what I'm comfortable with doing. It's more for like my inner swag. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like. <laughs> I don't have my inner swag when I have, like, my nipple hair. <laughs> and it's not like it's Ladies, like- I just want you to know, you can still have inner swag with nipple hair. No, but this is a personal, it no, is this a- is a personal preference. Yes, but it's like, the, the problem is, is it's like, it's not like a hairy part of your body. Like, I'll have two on the right, and then I have, like, three yeah, it's on not the like left. Cu- it's not, like, cute. <laughs> no, and they're just, like, random. Like, you probably wouldn't even, like, if you looked at me naked, I bet nobody would ever be able to see them aside from me. But it's just in my head. Like, it's, like, not cute. Having said that, the date was a good date, <laughs> and there may be a listening. second date. That's the name of the show. Yeah, hope he's not listening. Um, yeah, I mean, if he asks me out, he hasn't asked me out again, so... Have y'all talked? Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. there are other plates spinning right now. Sam Rubin, who's a local television personality here in Los Angeles forever, is yeah. trying to hook her up with mm-hmm. a guy. Mm-hmm. Her pastor is trying to hook her up with a guy. Mm-hmm. So there are suddenly... Yeah. Maybe some little buds growing in the garden. Yeah, you never know. Getting back into them. practice. Yeah. Are we boring you? No, sorry. Wow, that was an aggressive that was a yawn. Big yawn. Um, but Chad Beach is going to be a guest on the podcast. I'm super That's excited your pastor. about yeah. that. Okay, great. Yeah. When is that? He's coming in December 17th. All right. Yeah, I would love for people to ask questions that, like, you know, I think there's something about uh, pastors have studied, you know, they studied the Bible, they've dealt with so many people in different walks of life, and ha- people. there's so many questions to be asked mm-hmm. of what he thinks like what are his views on certain things it's funny because he's never asked to like set me up with anybody but i said so i saw him on sunday i went to church on sunday and he asked me about my uh he was like what'd you do and i said i went on a date last night and he's like how'd it go and i said it was was good it was a good date did you tell him about the grooming situation i did not tell about the grooming situation but um i kind of said um like it would be nice to go on a date and say like because it it comes up like what are you doing tomorrow and I said like I'm you know going to go to church and whatever and to have somebody say like oh you know I'd like to come with you or you know like just just not like just not poo poo it so much if that makes sense yes and he like it was like a light bulb went off in his head and he was like oh my gosh I I never do this but like will you just go out this one person for me just once like there's this guy and it just he was just kind of like I think it would just be if nothing you'd be good friends so I said, okay. That's exciting. Do you know the guy? No. Never met him. Hmm. I know. I know. I'm just trusting. And same with the Sam Rubin guy. I'm like, I'm not even going to like look them up because I just don't want to like know. Don't want to know too he much. He sent you a picture though. Yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I saw a picture. He's okay. cute. Yeah. I saw the picture. Oh, I, I didn't see the I didn't see the other. The Sam Rubin guy's cute. Yes. I, I, that's what I saw as well. I agree. He's cute. They're both cute. They're both great. 
And you know me, it's not so much looks. Like, I need, like... Well, yeah, but that's all you have right now. So you're like, cool, cute. Okay, emails. Uh, Jessica, well, actually, there's a couple that I feel like... I feel like we can help these people. You know, some of these... Oh, I like like that you feel hopeful for us. Jessica... I'm a senior in college, graduating in May. I've lived in Colorado my whole life. I love it here, but I've been thinking about moving out of state after college. The idea of being on my own excites me, and I think it would be great to have a fresh start. The dilemma I'm having is that my sister just found out she's pregnant. She's my best friend. I always joke about being her full-time nanny because I really want to be a big part of my future niece-nephew's life. I feel selfish thinking about leaving right now as they have their baby. I could fly and drive home to see her, but it wouldn't be the same. I've prayed a lot about this. I haven't gotten any answers yet. I need to start applying for jobs soon. What would you guys do in this situation? I'm going to tell you what I'd do in this situation. I have a good answer, too. I would go off on your own, live somewhere else, experience life outside of Colorado. And if when that baby comes, you feel like you need to be back home, you have nine months. You can live for nine months. And when that time comes and you go home and see the baby, you can decide, do I want to be present? Do I want to be here? Or am I enjoying my life on my own and my career? That's my advice. I think that's good. Tanya? I say um, do what's going to make you, what's going to make you the happiest. So if that's staying at home with your family, that's going to always be on your mind. Then stay home with your family. If it's trying to pursue whatever job that you want and that job is out of state, like then do that. I think you have to just take outside, like you have to do what's going to fuel your heart and not anybody else's i think that's good i think you need to envision yourself in both lives if you're living in colorado so if you're living in wyoming are you going to do you envision yourself constantly wishing you were home with your family right if you're living with your family are you constantly wondering what would have happened if you'd gone out of state on your own which of those balances out more and what i would do because i love taking the decision out of my hands and here's how you take the decision out of your hands apply for a job everywhere Mm mm-hmm I don't know what field you're in. I don't know anything about what you're looking to do. Apply in every state you can. Apply locally. Apply, 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 apply. Because the path will form if Mm -hmm. you just put enough feelers out there. The right answer will be presented to you. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get an exact equal offer from where you're living now and out of state. I also think that no matter what you do, you're going to have moments where you're like, whether you're out of town you're mm-hmm. going to be like I wish it would be so nice to be home with my family and when you're there you're going to be like I kind of wish I had gone out on my own like you're going to have that feeling no mm-hmm. matter what you do because you you clearly love your sister and you're close with your family so you want to be there but you also want to do something for yourself which you should like you're young and you're like just graduating college and if your desire and what you want to do with your life right now is move your sister and your niece and nephew are going to be there mm-hmm. And they're going to, you're yeah, going to be able FaceTime to go back. FaceTime is like a real yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Like it like yeah. really is a game changer. Yeah. Look, two, two of the three of us left our families behind and moved across the country to chase our dreams. And uh, it's something I think everybody has to do at I some do, point. Yeah, and I that's the time to do yeah. it. All right, yeah, I, I moved wanted... to the hardy state of Arizona for four years. That's the well, furthest that's I've been from but my that's family. Big. That's a big yeah. one. That was big Because you were 18. Yeah. 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 And I was like, wait, what? I want to read this one from Anonymous because sometimes the answer is so obvious but a person needs to hear it from an outside source and we can be that outside source. She says, I'm turning 30. I've been married five years, been together 12 total. That's since she was 18. We do not have kids. My marriage is falling apart. My husband chooses not to communicate. He pushes me away. 
He's done this to his whole family and plenty of friends in our 12 years. In public, he has verbally abused me in front of our friends and family. I always brushed it aside and ignored it. He was my first boyfriend, my only sexual partner, and the only guy I've ever loved. He has an addictive personality, alcoholism, and most recently, drugs. If I touch the subject, I get chewed out. On paper and writing this letter, I know I'm better off alone, but I've been with him for 17 years, and I'm terrified of being alone. It's all I know. I'm the type of person who suffers alone. No one knows that our marriage is basically over, and the thought of it cripples me. I know that's tough. Mm. I know she's in a tough situation, Mm -hmm. but you got to. Gotta go. You gotta go. You don't have kids, and that's such a blessing right now. Yeah, Yeah, get out. You're so much better off without this person in your life. And I know it's so easy to say, like when you're in it, you're like, you're stuck and you feel like you can't leave, but you're gonna have to find people around you who love you and surround you and lift you up because this is not, it's not gonna get better. Yeah, I think that a lot of times a lot of people stay in relationships that aren't great because they fear not being in a relationship is worse or they're not going to be able to find anything better. And I think that's such like a misconception because I think being in a toxic relationship is so much worse than being like on your own for Mm -hmm. however long you have to be on your own, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think like when you're on your own, you can finally start coming to yourself again and like being happy and finding joy when you're attached to somebody that's doing, making it your life toxic. You can't get out of it. Like you're nothing you do is going to make that better. No. And think of how much stress you're going through right Mm now. Uh, All, how how much of your brain right now is occupied by him and what mood is he going to be in? Is he going to be drunk? Is he going to be high? How's this going to go? Is he going to be a jerk and all this stuff? And you can be free of all this stuff. Yeah. And you don't, you say you suffer of being alone, you don't know that. You've been with him since you were 18 years mm-hmm. old. It's time for you to find out who you are mm-hmm. without yeah. him. Mm-hmm. It's really important for you. It's like crucial that you figure out who you are without him. It's not, I think even being in a relationship that long, even if it wasn't like dangerous or like it, a like horrible situation, but if when you've been with someone that long, you don't know who you are as an individual. And, like, that alone is such an important thing to figure out, but especially when it's someone who's um, toxic. It's like you haven't even scratched the surface of how great you are yeah. and the happiness and joy you can have. <coughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. Wow. Sorry, I just choked on my own spit. It's <laughs> like a bug flew in <laughs> her mouth. That scared me so know, bad. <laughs> oh, my God. You, do you, have, you have water. You have a big jug of water right there. <laughs> So oh, that, that tie-dye thing? <laughs> she thing? loves that oh, thing. I love this thing. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. What is that called again? Hydro Flask. Hydro Flask. I wish they would sponsor my life. I love them. All right. So we're on board. We're on the same page yeah, here. Yeah, but what, I'm, what I was going to say, because okay. I got so excited, I choked on my own spit, um, <laughs> is that like I know that fear because I remember when I was in a long-term relationship and when I got out of it, it was literally like in my head, I was like, how soon can I get into the next relationship? Because I don't want to go to a wedding alone. Mm-hmm. I like I had a wedding in, I can't remember, it was like August or September or something. And I was like, I cannot go to a wedding alone. Like, how, who am I going to bring to this wedding? I can't do this alone. I can't do this. I, I, you know what I mean? It's like, you, you, that's like, I feel like that's what she's thinking about right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And that's so, like, and I wanted to like tell anonymous that that's so normal that like everybody goes through that, but you're going to do things that you never thought you could do on your own. 100%. Yeah, like your life since your breakup has, I mean, the, as how much you've grown as a person is enough just to show like what totally. Can come and I out never that. thought that I would be doing half of the stuff on my own that, that I am now. And it's like I had that same mental, that same thought. 
I, I, I know somebody, my wife and I know somebody who was in a relationship like this, and it was a different situation because they had a bunch of kids. And she was always afraid to leave for a lot of the reasons you're listening here. And she did, and she is thriving. Yeah. She got remarried again. She is madly in love like never before. I mean, living her best life, and we're so happy for her. And that's what your future is, Anonymous. You yeah. deserve better than yeah. this. That's right. The happiest people I know, like truly a weird sort of peaceful happiness are the ones who left bad relationships because they know how strong they were. They know they can do it on their own. Mm-hmm. They always fall in love again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and think better they, yeah. and stronger. Yeah. I was in a really, really bad relationship a couple of years ago, like with this really toxic person, and it was uh, affecting all aspects of my life. And I was consumed with the thought that it will get better it was good at the beginning and it can go back mm-hmm. to that. And mm-hmm. like every time I thought about ending and I was like, well, no, maybe if I, like if I do something different, it'll get better. And I had to like look myself in the mirror and tell myself like, it's not going to get better. The only way it'll get better is if you leave this person, don't talk to them anymore. And I did. And now I'm very happy. Look at you now. I look at me now. Married to Allison. So, wow. I didn't know it. that about you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot either. of darkness in me, Amy, that you don't <laughs> <What>? know about. <laughs> Just throwing this out there. I'm sensing the person was a narcissist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can tell because I know you. I don't want to get emotional. Oh. Oh, Amy, I love when you get emotional. Not, not that you get emotional, but it's like because being I able know to be Easton vulnerable. Is so nice. Oh. And that you would think it was you and it was never you. <laughs> is that true? Did you think it was you? Yeah, I thought it was me. She said it was me. It was never you. Because I, oh. I know you because you're the like the one that takes it on and wants to fix it and make it better. Oh, I just yeah. felt that the minute you said He's that. He's got a good heart, Easton. Yeah. Thank, Ooh, thank you. Best heart. But it's such an important lesson for everyone listening because look at now. Like, when you say you're so happy. No, oh, yeah. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I did not think I could achieve. Well, this Allison's life. amazing. Yeah. yeah, I went from yeah. the worst person in the world to the greatest person in the world. So. <laughs> Zero to hero. Yeah. yeah. I hate when people are sad and in bad situations. It sucks. Yeah. And I the, the problem is that most of the time people think it's them like it's like what can i do to fix it and it's like like nick said something that i really last week on last week's episode he said something where he was like you can be doing your hundred percent and if the other person isn't doing their hundred percent you can't take that on yeah and i think we all in different relationships our listeners like we all think like if I can just put in the extra work for what they're not doing, eventually they'll put it back in. And it's like, you're that's not guaranteed. And yeah. it's very unlikely, really. Isn't it funny about Nick? I And I don't think he would care that I'm saying this about him. What you think Nick is from TV is the opposite of what he is. He's he was a, very good last week, I thought. Such yeah, a deep, yeah. deep feeling person. I loved last week's show, you guys. That was such a good job. I just it was so cool. It's funny with Nick because even when you told me he was gonna be like the single guy, I was like, "What, Nick? Like, what? That Nick? Was I right or was I?" I know. I just like really enjoyed him. He had a lot of things that he said where I was like, "That's really good." I've never liked him to be honest. (laughs) But did you not like him last week? I know when you know him. See, I know him very well. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying he doesn't. He irritates me sometimes, (laughs) but I know him. He is really interesting and Mm -hmm. a really good person. Mm And uh, does his 100% of the 50%. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent, I was so fascinated. I Just to repeat, I, I, won't, I won't be boring, but because for people that listened, was his story about you inflict your own pain rather than be boring or be boring. Yeah, yeah I know. That yeah. was fascinating, oh, that was too. Yeah. He sent me the link. I have to watch it still, but 
It is. It's that really is, fascinating. And so true. Yeah. That's why we sabotage ourselves because yeah, we need something. Yeah. It's something like, to spin that hamster wheel. So Amy just mentioned Nick Vile or it's Vial. Vial, yeah. From our mantle last week, and also, um, do you guys remember that we were talking about the type of underwear that you wear under your clothes with our mantle, and if it really matters? Oh yeah, that was the first question we asked. Them. Yeah. Well, uh, enter our new sponsor. Well, they're not our new sponsor, but the sponsor that I'm speaking of right now, Third Love. And you guys, I am a big fan of Third Love. Can I tell you why? Please. Strapless bras are so not comfortable. Right. Like, it's really impossible to find a strapless bra that's that you enjoy wearing. They, they look uncomfortable. They're not great. I got a, a strapless bra from Third Love, and I love it so much. And I think it's because they actually really do have the perfect fit. Um, they are using millions of real women's measurements. Um, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and incredible feel. And they have more sizes than most other brands. Third Love is the industry leader with 70 sizes, including its signature half cup sizes. So I think that's kind of why I like the my, my bra so much, because it's just kind of like more comfortable i guess and it's not so i always feel like my strapless bras are like tight around my chest and then like i don't fill out the cup but this one's just all great um so all you have to do is take their fit finder quiz answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit and they have a new cotton collection that i'm actually currently wearing and they are actually the most comfortable underwear that i've ever worn so you can get their cotton t-shirt bras and cotton underwear it took two years to develop and perfect the cotton collection which is made with premium cotton called pima so the result is a line of incredibly soft smooth and breathable bras and underwear that you'll want to wear every single day so third love knows that there is a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering our listeners 15 percent off of the first order so go to thirdlove.com slash becca right now and find your perfect fitting bra to get 15 percent off of your first purchase again that's thirdlove.com slash becca for 15 percent off today Thirdlove.com slash Becca. Um, before we wrap, Anonymous sent us some suggestions okay. for our show. I thought this was good. I don't we think we can get to all of them today. Like today paging, but paging the doctors and oh, well, just like, I I'm just at a loss. I'm just going <laughs> to. Every week we always forget just, it. Why just, can't we? Yeah. Paging Dr. Tilly and Dr. Rad. <laughs> I, have, I have a great idea. Let's take that, insert it before we talked about Grace. <laughs> I'm sorry, so Tanya. You're really so taking this hard. Bad. But the funny thing is, like, but you had Nicole so, here and Lisa. Good show. Yeah, great, great show. show. Very good guests. What are what are Anonymous' so suggestions? She says, I have a couple of suggestions for some topics, questions. I'd love to hear your thoughts on. Here they are. I'm almost 32 years old. I want to have kids in the future. Have you considered freezing your eggs? Well, we discussed that with oh, yeah, Nicole. Yeah. So, boom. There you go. <laughs> Check on that one. Yeah, actually, and the answer is yes for me. This yeah. is the topic is on every show right now. So Ben and Ashley had Sadie on this Yes, last that's week. right. Uh, Vanessa is considering it, Vanessa mm. Grimaldi. And you guys talked about it. It's like women mm -hmm. very much are considering it. We need to do more on that. Mm -hmm. uh, this woman also is like, Tanya, I'm 100% on board with more period talk. It's one of those things that doesn't come up very often. Thank now, you. I'd love to hear how you guys deal with cramps. Have you ever experienced irregular periods, etc.? Yes. yes? Would you do the Thinks underwear for me as a test? What's that? It's those underwear. Oh, it's the pad underwear? Yeah. No, I use tampons. But would you try it? Sure. Let's How, do it. Yeah. I want to do a test. How do you deal with cramps? 
I take Midol. Midol? Yeah. Tanya? Midol makes me shaky, jittery. You have to eat with it. Yeah, yeah I, I use heating it. pads, and then I also really enjoy a burger around my period. <laughs> a burger? Yeah, the For iron the cramps? I'm also on my period, which me too. Oh, might explain that. That does oh, explain. I've al- yeah, I've almost, I've almost. Amy, I have horrible news for you. Great news for Tanya. Horrible news for you. I don't even know what's coming. Well, I'm moving to Studio City. Wow. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I have been self-preparing for this for about a year. A because year. Becca mentioned about like a year ago, you had mentioned you were looking for a bigger oh, place. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've always, and finding a bigger place in our neighborhood is hard. It's is tough. literally yeah. almost impossible. I need to do like 412 more podcasts. Before. <laughs> <laughs> and they're coming. We folks. have like 20 sponsors um, each podcast. Because where we live, we I'll just admit it. We live in Brentwood, which is like, a, it's just impossible to find a big yeah. place there that you can afford. Yeah. So I've been preparing. Thank you. But here's the yeah. beauty. I get to see you all here. I know, yeah, yeah. Why? What, what prompted this? Um, I was looking for a bigger place. Um, so and people don't know Tanya just moved to Studio City yeah. on the west side. So you guys- Did you get a house? Please say you got a house. I got a townhouse. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, so I just like went, I was like looking, I wasn't in a rush to find somewhere, um, but I thought if I find somewhere that I just walk in, I'm like, this could be my home, then I'm going to do it, you know? like. And so I went and looked and- um, yeah, I I walked in and like walked around and I was like, I see myself in this place. Are your sisters coming? They're not. So that was another thing. They're moving out and I was kind of like, okay, I can either stay in my place and like redo the guest bed, you know, like kind of redo it. But um, those bathrooms in that place are god awful. You can't do it. Co- it's it's not doable. They're literally the worst ever. And there's no um AC and laundry. There's no laundry unit. So like that was something I was like, I would really like to have that. So, um, yeah, I found it. So my move-in date is Friday. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow, wow. What the heck? <laughs> but but I have my place till December 21st, so I'm going to, like, slowly Ooh, decorate and move in. Yeah, you move to, we need to get that woman Do what? who is going to help you purge stuff. Oh. You have too much stuff. I know. I'm going to, uh, well, I'm, I'm like, just having these interior decorators. They're going to come. I'm going to choose what I'm taking, everything yeah. else I'm selling. Yes. Are you and walking distance from Tanya? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. And Jones on 3rd, I hear. Are real close. Yeah, I'm real yes. close to the farmer's market, which I probably won't go Can to. Can I just but. tell you that? <laughs> That place is like heaven to me. I have never been happier. Like I truly Studio City or Jones on Third? Studio City. I walk everywhere. I walk to the farmers market. I walk to my coffee. I walk to my grocery store. I walk to my friends' houses. That's like, how I feel about beautiful Brentwood. And I'm ten <laughs> minutes from work. Yeah. You could offer that's going to be really nice. One million dollars to move from Brentwood will not do it. <laughs> I love it. There. You actually have a big space, though. Yeah, I have tons of space. Yeah. And I do want to shout out these cute <laughs> listeners, Melrose and Company. Oh, yeah. Your place looks so cute. They're like, they're interior designers, and they're two girls that, like, that they just started this company on their own, and they're helping me furnish my entire, like, because I just, I'm not good with interior design. Like, I don't understand how furniture looks together. Yeah. And they're just so cute. Melissa and Chantile, and they're just cute girls that listen to the podcast and reached out and were like, I want to help you make your like modern woman home. And like, it feels like home. You know what I mean? Like it just feels good. Yeah. It's really cute. It's so important. I love my house. So I know it should be a haven, safe haven. One one more suggestion from anonymous. She says, lastly, can you talk about kegels? I've never kegels. Kegels. Yeah. I have never figured out. And even with never having kids, I pee a little occasionally when I'm roaring with laughter. (laughs) Confession. This happened when Easton was singing Hillary Duff. (laughs) 
<laughs> I often cause women to lose Back control. Of their fingers. Fingers. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I know what they are. Yeah, I don't know how to. I've actually learned how to exercise them. You just squeeze. Yeah, you just. Yeah, you're, you're doing do it, it now, aren't you? Yeah, like you're supposed to do it for five minutes a day, I think. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good for. But you. it would be good to know how to exercise them. Exercise. That is the exercise. That is that. Just squeezing. Just squeezing. Mm-hmm. I'm how sure there's something you can. Issues down there because I don't have any children. Did she say she does have kids or doesn't? She does not have kids, and yet she still. We know you are because Christy inspected it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I do have to say I do pee sometimes when I laugh hard too. So I don't do that. Do you? Mm -mm. Whoa! I might have some Kegel issues. (laughs) I have to get those nice and tight. Yeah. It's never scrubbing in without (laughs) tears. Wow. (laughs) We need to thank some people. Amazon Fire TV. Order a Fire TV of your very own. It's Amazon.com/slash. Scrubbing Scrubbing in. in. Hey, Bull and Brand Sheets, Tanya loves them. You'll love them, too. I really do. You'll get $50 off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code. Becca! You can get up to $125 off at helixsleep.com for these amazing mattresses. Helixsleep.com slash Becca! Hey, FrameBridge, decorate the walls of your home with FrameBridge. Get 15% off your first order at framebridge.com and use the code. Becca! And third love, get 15% off your first purchase with promo code Becca. Becca. Tanya, who's here next week? Luke from Gilmore Girls. I feel like Amy and Tanya are going to be, I don't, Easton might be a fangirl too. I don't know. My wife watches it a lot. I'm excited to tell her about this. Yeah, (laughs) I love Gilmore Girls. Is that one, is my pastor going to be on that week too? That's the week after. Oh, okay. Wow. We have some back really back. great yeah. shows that have been stuff. happening. Year, and then we do take two weeks off. I'm just warning everybody, nothing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And we will be back with a bang right after the holidays. We sure will. But you still have more. More fresh content until then. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I have to go get my hair done. I got to go. <laughs> Sorry, got to go. Time of death, uh, 1305. 15.05. 15.05. <laughs> <laughs> You don't just put a one in front of it. It's 12 plus 3.